Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I was going to say we needed an Adele Hello Country remix. By Adele or by us? By Adele or maybe Casey Musgraves, but like... The rendition that you were just singing that unfortunately the listeners don't get to hear but the, <laughs> the rendition it's recording the, redi- the rendition that you just sang gave me country vibes and i did it singing adele's hello and it kind of slapped yeah. i was very into it you're right i am a musical genius <laughs> you're a genius you're a lyricist you're a vocalist you're an artist an artist the international implications that that has <laughs> she is the moment now come on now <laughs> Oh my god, computer! I've never set a calendar pill or reminder. I don't have a pill to take at 5 pm. <sighs> maybe it's your family. I don't have it hooked up to theirs. Well, maybe you do. Well, maybe you're a poo. Wow. And that's the thesis. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how are you, Nicholas? I'm. I'm fine. Just fine. I'm. Could be doing worse. Okay. Could be doing better. I feel like that's always my um, response there. No. Yesterday was a journey, a day. So I was like a bit exhausted, but then yeah, whatever. So like, yeah. <laughs> and now today that's like carried on. Not no. I see. How are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just like trying to sort out life and stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's, it is really gross. I have not enjoyed my time doing it at all. Really fucking fair. <laughs> yeah. And that about sums it up. Hecky. Hecky. Sounds wild. Truly. Um, do you know what the elephant in the room is? Is it that we didn't do an episode last week? It is that we didn't do an episode last week. Sorry, my pit's sweaty. It's fine. <laughs> Are they? No. Oh, good. Do you want to sniff them? Yes. I don't understand. Like, not to kink shame. <laughs> But I don't understand how sniffing pits is like a kink. Is it? Yeah. Interesting. I don't really understand either. Well, maybe we're just too... Innocent. I was going to say too um, judgmental. Oh. Maybe if we sniffed some pits, we'd be... We'd be into it. Are they smelly pits or, like, are they deodoranted pits? Smelly. No, that's weird. Would you, like, would you smell Chris Evans' pits? Oh, interesting concept. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting turn of events. Yeah. Maybe I'm into this. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Would you? Um, yes. <laughs> no need to think. You just know. <laughs> That's the tea. I feel like you'd be stupid if you didn't. Um, Chris Evans, if we ever become super famous and you, for some reason, listen back to all of our episodes, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry that you haven't let us sniff your pits. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to invite us over, <laughs> we'd do it. <laughs> There's two of us and you've got two pits. 
Oh my god, that just reminds me, you know, when One Direction was like really big mm-hmm. and um and it was a whole bunch of like horny sixteen year old girls who really liked them. See. And there was that really big thing. Uh, wait, I'd like to point out you were one of those horny sixteen year old girls. Sure. But like <laughs> internally. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Not on the outside. I was also world. an internal sixteen year old horny girl. Fair. So fair. Anyway. No, well, I was going to buy me now. I would never have said anything no, like this. No. Well, you know what? Or you know where I'm going. No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> you sounded so much like Kevin Kim then. No, no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm offended or not. Okay, go. What, uh, you know. Super big, they would say. No, they wouldn't say. No, the 20, fans, 16, 16 year old girls, girls would, would say. say. Yeah, and you know, and people would be like, um, oh, there's only one of you and five of them. And then there's that whole thing where they're like, well, I have three holes and two hands. Oh my god, they said that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they were 16, but that was definitely a thing. Weird. I mean, they're not wrong. (laughs) I mean, like, mathematically, they're correct. It's called a gangbang. (laughs) And it ends in a bukake. God, and you would know, of course. I would know, I would know. Um, Yeah, anyway, that's what you reminded me of by saying there's two of us and he has two pits, so. People often say I remind them of being (laughs) gangbanged. God. It's just gone too far already, hasn't True. it? Oh, that's how we start every episode. It's just chaos. True. True. Um, I think there was another elephant in the room, but I don't. Maybe I have it here. I don't. Dad. Yeah, that's fine. I do have another elephant in the room. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we've circled back around okay. to this. My other elephant in the room is that the last episode we did, we called Snoke his daddy. Yes. And whilst that's a good name. name. I think the better name would have been Horny on Main. No, because that's a common. Oh. Just have to come in and crush my idea. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Really, my vibes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what time we started. Uh, it's only five past five, so we'll just say we started at five. Five. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk about the fact that there was meant to be an Army Hammer LA Times article coming out, and it yeah. still hasn't come out. And everyone's waited with waiting with bated breath. Yes, I do also want to talk about this because I'm very intrigued. To see, <laughs> interested to see what this article says. I am too, because I know it's going to be bad. But I just like dropped him. Yeah. Just before the rumor that this article was coming out happened. Yeah. So it's like, well, it must be really fucking bad. I know. I'm really hoping it's like... I mean, I know it's going to be bad, but I'm really scared about how bad it's going to be and how terrible that's going to make me feel. Yeah. You yeah. know. Well, a lot of the, like, screenshots and stuff, people verified it because they sent a screenshot, like, of the... Like, he would send photos to these young sometimes underage girls wow of himself or his hand in front of something to verify oh with all the exact same tattoos and his yeah so interesting it's not looking good wow that's intriguing do you remember the first time we heard about this we were like ha 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 yeah that's so ridiculous and now we're like literally at the point where it's like all probably true and there is probably worse things it's like yeah. Maybe we should just never open our fucking mouths again. <laughs> right? But also, I literally just learned this week that he's was, like, fucking absurdly rich and stuff before. Really? The acting. He comes from the Hammer family, which I didn't know 
was the thing, but it turns out they're one of the biggest oil oil tycoon families in the history of the world. Really? Wow. So he was, like, hardcore, already rich, more wealthy than, like, hoarding wealth, more wealthy than you could ever spend before he became an actor. That's insane. And I don't want to say that it's always rich white folks who end up doing the freaky shit. But. But it is exactly that. It's true. And by freaky shit, I don't mean kinky stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I want to cut off your toe and carry it around. Yeah, that's wild. Wild. Yeah. Money, man. Just corrupts your mind. But, like, it makes you think. Uh, like, I know it's, like, a thing in horror movies and stuff, but it's, like, psychologically, it's gotta be because he's literally always had what he wants. Yeah. This is something to, like, push it or something. I don't know. But it's just such a weird thing to want. Like, where does that desire come from? Well, it's like the only thing that society says you can't have. Do you think that's what it is? I think that's what it is. Wild. You think of like, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I know, it's wild. That is wild. If we ever become rich white men, yeah, shall we tell each other that cannibalism's wrong? (laughs) So is sexual assault. Okay. We don't need to be told that, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if we became rich white men. You never know. <laughs> rich white men are scary. Truly. Truly. Wow. That okay. was a lot. That was a lot of news right then. Just to, like, drop in. Yeah. Start the pod. Yeah. That was, like, like that's hit me, like, hard. I know, right? <laughs> that's I actually really, really surprised me. Yeah. I know. And it's, like, I read this article from, like, 2015 about Army Hammer mm. and the fact that all of his movies flop. <laughs> yeah and it's like because people he doesn't have the like this is like obviously ridiculous in comparison to the allegations against him which yeah. are most certainly true um but like his career wasn't ever really successful as an actor apparently I didn't know this until recently until I read this article that like all of his blockbuster movies where they tried to force him into the public eye as like the leading man yeah quote unquote all flopped what about the man from Uncle? Did that flop too? That flopped. Did it really? Money wise, that flopped. Yeah, interesting. I feel like it's had quite a, not like a huge cultural impact, but it's had a decent cultural impact. I feel like I see people talk about it. Really? On Tumblr. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> you probably follow Man from Uncle the blog. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm like the Lone Ranger and stuff, and yeah, that's true. I think true. the article was specifically called "Why Do We Keep Giving." Army Hammer the benefit of the doubt Iconic. and this was before all the stuff came out yeah um but like why is he so famous then I don't know because money yeah maybe but like some of his roles were critically acclaimed like call me by your name and stuff but truth yeah since then he's definitely like skyrocketed fame wise I forgot he was in that you think that that's the point Yes. I just think it was more that that was his um, chance of getting a big award. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know enough about him, to be honest. Same. I mean, we didn't know he was from literally like one of the biggest yeah. oil tycoons. Yeah, that's Whatever. wild. Anyway, did you, did you have stuff to talk about this week? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was just about Joss Whedon. Um, yeah, well, you take the lead on that because I don't... I'm not as deep in that, um... Fair. I know the general stuff. Yeah, I know the general stuff, too. I took a lot of screen screenshots this week, actually. Um, basically, Cruz McCarpenter, who mm-hmm. 
she played a character called Cordelia. What a great name. Truly, yeah. Um, for the first three seasons of Buffy. And then she moved over to Angel once Angel started, and she played Cordelia there for four of the five seasons. Weird. Yeah, and so she... But she got pregnant yeah. when they were filming season four, and there's always been rumours, because mm. she also then was killed off in, like, a really fucked up way, and I've just been watching that season, actually, and it's, like, the way that Joss treats her character is, like... Transparent. Yeah, it's honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen happen to a character. Christ. Well, yeah, it's, like, really bad. Well, say it, because... It's a 20-year-old show. There's not going to be spoilers. Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, it's not, like, one specific thing that happens. Oh. It's, like, it's just this ongoing, like, basically, she got... this. <laughs> Sorry. At the end of season three, she got sent to, like, heaven to become a higher being, which seemed really nice, which is obviously pre-pregnancy and stuff. Right. And then season four, what, ha- what the storyline is, is she kind of comes back down. She has no memory. Um, oh, at the end of season three as well, she'd been going to hook up, like, with Angel, like, there was, it was leading towards a romantic arc between mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, and then in season four, she comes back down, she doesn't remember anything of her old life, and then, oh. yeah, I know, and then she does remember, but then it turns out, oh, and then she hooks up with Angel's son, and then she gets pregnant with this, yeah, with the son, um, and then the baby turns out to be, like, a demon baby, and I haven't gotten to this, the bit, yeah, bit yet, but I know it happens where, like, Cordelia has actually been possessed by, like, an evil spirit and then she dies. Oh. I know. She gets killed off. And it's, like, <laughs> literally, like, how bad is that? Uh, like, it's awful. It's awful how they treat her. Um, and also, like, as an actor. Yeah. And so there's been rumors for a really long time that that storyline was punishment. Um, for getting pregnant without his permission. Yeah, exactly. And then, obviously, this week what happened is she's come out and been, like... Yeah, he was the worst. Yeah, and it has sparked, like, a cascade of mm. a lot of the other Buffy actors all saying, yeah. I stand with Charisma Carpenter and uh, Ray, Ray Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Charisma's original um, statement was yes. in support of Ray Fisher. Yeah, because he was recently fired, is my understanding. I'm not, I don't know about much about we that side about of it. We talked a couple weeks ago. We did, yeah. yeah. He yeah. got, what, well, not officially fired, but not getting rehired for any of the... Yes future DC stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Interesting. It's really fucked up. I feel like it's not anything we didn't know before, but to actually have like all of the actors come out and say, yeah. Yes, this did happen. And one of the writers said, yeah, that yeah. Just like <laughs> found pleasure in making the female writers writers cry, cry. by yelling at them and yeah. belittling them. Yeah. And then he would, like, go and brag about the fact that he made this poor woman yeah. cry. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucked up. I think, yeah, he just has a fundamental disrespect for women, which is... It's really true. And apparently people of colour, which is... You know, interestingly, um, I think we have talked about this before with about James Masters, who played Spike. Yeah. And about how at the end of season two, the season that Spike was introduced... Um, when Spike's character was getting really popular, apparently he like fully like verbally abused James Masters and yes. was like, yeah, like, yeah, threw him against a wall and was like, mm. I own your character, yeah. you can't do anything without me saying so, blah blah blah. Um, and then there was another thing later on when they're in see, I think we talked about this as well in season six. There is an attempted rape scene between Spike and Buffy. He attempts to rape her. Yeah, it's really, it's actually really fucked up. And what, I what, and then he's a character that they try and redeem. 
Yeah. Well, he does. Well, it prompts him to go off and actually get a soul through season seven. It's really fucked up, and it's uh, the, uh, the it's it's also particularly fucked. Not only is the actual portrayal of the scene super fucked up to have it in there, mm. um, but it also is like really obviously just a placeholder moment in there to get Spike to go up and get his soul. Like it doesn't actually make sense with his character at all. Right. So it's really fucked up in general. Um, but James Masters said that he like was a, against it yeah and right. he tried to get the writers and Joss to change their minds about yeah. doing this scene and he said doing this scene sent him to therapy therapy for years because it like affected him so much to have yeah. to play that out um especially with someone who I assume is friends with yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh, where I was going with this was it was really interesting because this week James Masters obviously came out mm. and was like 100% I stand with charisma Can and it's really um, yeah what's the word back it up but he well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, he, what and he said, um, it's really sad that my fellow co-stars had to undergo this sort of abuse. And where I was going with this was, I think it's interesting that he, the way that he phrased it, not only did he not acknowledge that he'd received any sort of treatment like that himself, but he al- almost, it was almost like he didn't believe that he had. And it's like, well, bro, right. in the past, we know that he has. And it was... My my point is, is it's an interesting kind of like psyche around that where yeah. James Master seems to not potentially realize that what happened to him is also yeah kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah, and that's like it, I just talked for a really long time. <laughs> you really did it. Okay. Um, I reckon it would be super fucked up, especially because um a lot of the actors in the show this was their first major gig, right? Yeah, yeah. This is what they then thought Hollywood was. Yes, That this was the true. norm. Yeah, well... And that you didn't, like, say anything about it until yeah, 20 years later. When yeah, well, a lot of them were really long, young. Like, Sarah Michelle Gellar, when she first landed the role, I think she was only 18. Mm. So it's like, yeah, tiny, tater tots. Yeah. They don't know any better. Yeah. And this is their, like, drum yeah. deep end. It's true. With a C word. Yeah, and Michelle Trachenberg. Yeah, yeah. She played, um, she was only in seasons five through seven. But when she first started, first started, she was 14. Um, Yeah, I know. That was, she was 14 in season five. And she said that there was a rule where he wasn't allowed to be in the same room as her because he treated her like, well, she, she, she said that there was like a, yeah. Right, she implied that there was like some type of sexual harassment going on there and it's right. like she's 14 yeah. that's like super fucked up and she's never really done anything since then she's done a couple of roles but nothing major mm. and it's kind of a bit like well yeah yeah, yeah. that would be why is because she had literally the one of the worst experiences you could have had yeah I, yeah it's fucked up it's super fucked up but yeah and it's so fucking weird because even like, well, we accepted this as a society for so long. Yeah. And the fact that he would put these on screen yeah. was clearly like, it's like, oh, well, we should have known sooner with the characters yeah. and the writing he was doing, like with even Age of Ultron, his yeah. portrayal of Natasha being a monster because she can't na- yep. um, yeah. biologically bear children. It's like, why was that even in this film? Yeah, for sure. And why did you think that that was an okay plot point and portrayal uh and stuff i don't know it's it was a good um indication of his 
his um general demeanor about yeah women. for sure i will i um well since i've started my buffy watch i've been like it's to me it is so obvious that like he's it's like performative feminism because obviously yeah. people hold buffy up as like the turning point yeah. of feminist portrayal in in um cinema or whatever and i'm like i mean i can see why in 1997 that was the case because you didn't have anything to compare it to but it's so obvious mm. nowadays that it's like there's just like this underlying like poor treatment of women you know and um but that rape scene that i was talking about before even at the time that had massive repercussions the season actually i think it was the same season it was the fucking same episode actually they killed off um like willow's girlfriend yeah yeah she got killed off as well right when they reconnected and stuff um and people really lashed out against that they were like this is really fucked up um and then in 2015 i remember people lashing out and being like that's super fucked up that they put that line in the movie because for age of ultron i mean yeah because they were they were like there was a significant lashback and where i'm going with this is it's funny that fans can recognize that the things that are going into the movies and stuff are not okay not appropriate and yet he still faces absolutely no repercussion professionally yeah you know yeah i yeah i can't imagine him really recuperating i hope he doesn't now yeah well what is i don't think he's really done a lot since age of ultron he did the justice league i yeah i don't think he has either but i don't that's nothing to do with the way he treats people i think it's entirely to do with the fact that people had a really negative reaction and didn't want to they they said his movies the movies were not very good Mm. Mm. it's like the opposite you know what happened with the russo brothers and how everyone loved winter soldier so marvel were like oh we'll just give you everything then yeah it's like the opposite to that yeah and now they're doing that to um john watts who directed all three spider-men Oh. Now he's doing a Fantastic Four trilogy and is allowed to do whatever yeah. he wants and all that. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Speaking of Marvel, WandaVision oh, yeah. continues to slap. Oh my god, literally every episode is a better episode than it's the true. last. It's true, and like, I, I'm psychotic, and every time, like, at 6.01 when it's released, yeah. I go and I check how long the episode is <laughs> so I can prepare myself to be disappointed or not. And this latest episode was like 30 minutes. Yeah, and I was like, oh, it's a short one. Nothing's gonna happen really major. Yeah, and then I watched it, and I was like, that felt like an hour of stuff yeah. fit into like ten minutes. Literally, oh like, my god, every, it was so insane. So much happened, and I'm I'm shook that they can do that. Honestly, One Division is by far one of the best things Marvel has put out. Like top yeah. five, top three, even potentially. I concur. It's really, really good. And okay, if- to, what are your top five? The top three. What are your top three? Oh god. Top five. What are your top five? Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, in no particular order or in order? Well, that's definitely number one. Wig. But from here, no particular order. Okay. Am I doing top three or top five? I'm do five. I There's think like a billion things. I had some issues with Ragnarok in terms of some continuity of characterization, but aside from that, the actual movie itself was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther was amazing. Mm-hmm. One division, obviously. Mm-hmm. I really liked Iron Man three. <laughs> I liked Iron Man three. I thought that was really, really good. Did what I was like the it? other one that I liked? No, I feel like I would probably say there is a like right up there. I think maybe Iron Man three is not top five, but Big. I can't think of the other one that I meant. So interesting. What would you say? 
I would say, I would say, top five no particular order. Yes. Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Although the Winter Soldier more just because I can't deal with how hot Chris Evans is. <laughs> and how they thought it was appropriate to put him in such tight clothing for the entire movie. That was Like, I'm thankful very for how you got through that got that to happen. <laughs> um, I would say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Interesting, I've never watched that Seasons, epi- season one, episode, like, 15 onwards. Fair. For the rest of the run. <laughs> um... I would say also, um, oh, I just thought of one and then I forgot it. Infinity War. I can't explain why. I just love it. We don't need to fight about this also, again. Also, Chris Evans' hair. Fair. Um, Fair. And I made, I would maybe also say Black Panther. Not because I necessarily thought it was like the best movie in the MCU. Yeah. But because I think it signified kind of a um shift in Marvel's yeah um willingness yes to kind of yeah break the break the um mold, mold. A bit. yeah 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 because it was the first one where it was more of like a a more personal movie yeah and it was yeah, about that's like T'Challa's and his struggles and stuff and yeah like when you go and watch Black Panther compared to a lot of the other ones it's not insanely action heavy yeah yeah yes I agree with that which I enjoy yeah, fair, fair. Hmm. I don't know what I just said for five minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> I agreed with all of it. So go off. <laughs> King. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, apart the most recent thing that I like is WandaVision because yeah. I also I really loved Captain Marvel. I don't think it was like again the greatest. I have only seen it the once in cinema, so I don't remember it well enough to well enough to be able to rank it. But I will soon. There are just some elements in it that I really love. Fair. Um, yeah. Fair. I don't know. I have high hopes for the next phase of movies. Black yeah. Widow, Eternals, Spider-Man 3, Shang-Chi. I mean, I generally do as well, but at this point I'm also really sick of them. Mm. So, I, don't, I just don't know. You know what my bottom movie is? What? Endgame, because I've like been... Well, one, I didn't really like the time-traveling aspect. We all know this. I hate it as a plot device. <laughs> I think it's stupid, and I think it's a cop-out. But also, the whole fat Thor thing. Yeah. I didn't think it was necessarily offensive. I just thought it was stupid. Yeah. And it was, like, kind of a cheap shot. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't make sense in any way. Um, but then I now see that they're just making him skinny again for the next Thor movie with, like, no continuity or anything. It was like... Yeah. Okay, like, we needed more proof that it was just a stupid gimmick. Well, this is true. I feel like it could have been a good idea if, if they'd done it. Jokes. Yeah, it's exactly. If they'd actually done it with some nuance and they really kind of addressed, like, the underlying issues yeah. of it. Um, but, yeah, instead they just... Unless the plot of Thor, Thor 4 is Thor goes on the keto diet. <laughs> I can't... I don't see how they're gonna... Yeah. Although I, like, I think that, I don't think, I think that's on the Russo brothers and all that. Yeah. Not Taika Waititi, obviously. Yeah. Because I think, I think at this point he just does what he wants with the movies. It's really true. He's like, well, I hated the choices you made, so I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) 
I recognise that the council has made a decision. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Example type. Did you see the Oscars shortlists for a few of the categories? No, I didn't. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Sure. Okay. Am I going to be mad? It's not anything major. Any other okay. major categories. It's just the oh. shortlist for a few categories. Like original score and song and stuff. Oh, okay. And I feel like you would have... I mostly want to know what you think of score. Okay. Because I know that you're very into yeah mu- uh, movie scores and stuff. Yes, and I'm not. if I've seen the movies. <laughs> really? Like, I acknowledge it. <laughs> and I appreciate when it's extra good, but otherwise I'm like... <laughs> There's Ammonite. I haven't seen it. That's the gay paleontologist movie between Kate Winslet and Sashi Ronan. Yeah. Blizzard of Souls. I didn't know they were paleontologists. That makes me more into the movie. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> like nerd. Um, Five Bloods, which is the Netflix one. Um, Invisible Man, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story. For those listeners, <laughs> Maddie's shook it. Um, the life oh, that ahead. hurts in my heart. <laughs> the Life Ahead, The Little Things, which is just out now, Mank. Which I can't really bear myself to watch. I don't bring myself to watch. Yeah. Midnight Sky, which is the George Clooney directed one right. on Netflix that didn't get actually good reviews. Iconic. Is that the space one? Yeah. Let's see. Minari, Mulan, News of the World, Soul, Tenet, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I can vouch for The Trial of Chicago Seven. I think the score was good because they used it um, very, um, I don't want to say sparingly, they used it. Uh, in this, because it's a very talking heavy, it's a Steven yeah. Soderbergh movie, so yeah. it's a lot of talking. Yeah. And they use the score to kind of um, pump up the yeah. the stakes and stuff to yeah. make it. Re- it felt like a really, really fucking fast paced movie. Yeah, yeah. Even nice. though a lot of it is just like five minute talking scenes. Nice. So I think that that's there for a good reason. I don't know. None of the other ones stood out to me though. Uh, can I have a look at the list again? I have not seen three quarters of these. And um, what have I seen? Man. The Invisible Man. Uh, I, mean, I don't remember the score being... I don't remember it being life-changing. No. I, the movie really, was. The, the score... movie was fantastic. I don't remember it standing out to me. No. Me um, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story. Christmas Journey. I fucking did not like that movie. But um, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why the score is nominated, but I will say the music was actually quite good. Like, the actual right. songs themselves were very good. I don't remember the score, but the music was good um Mulan I've seen that also did not stand out at all Tenet I've seen and I want to say that it deserves nothing but mm, this is true I, 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 feel I like swear to god though if Tenet of... wins anything for sound design I'm killing myself <laughs> truly and that's the Jesus. truly <laughs> um Mulan that kind of grinds my gears that it's even shortlisted because yeah. I'm like Okay, well, the most iconic score parts yeah. were just instrumentals of the mo- songs from the original movie. Yeah, exactly. And they made the active choice to make this live-action one not a musical. Yeah, and it's, it's true. Like, well, give credit to the original animated. Yeah. Don't fucking, uh, yes. what the word, reward them yeah. for being derivative. Literally. And, like, and not way in a good worse. Way. <laughs> yeah, way worse. And that's, yeah. yeah. Wig. Um, original song. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot of these. Do you just want me to say the ones that I think we'll know? Might as well list them all for the other people. Turntables from All In, The Fight for Democracy. Wild. See What You've Done from Belly of the Beast. Wuhan. 
Wuhan flu from Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodig... Wild. Prodig- I can't say the word. Prodigious. Prodigious? Yeah, Pro- I think prodig- so. Prodig- prodigious? Pride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Iconic. Husavik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. I really hope that Will Ferrell wins an Oscar for that, despite the fact that I don't like Will Ferrell's movies. I haven't seen the movie. Did he do a good job? No. I haven't seen it. Oh. I'm just saying I think it would be hilarious if he won. Oh. (laughs) Um, Never Break from Giving Voice. Make It Work from Jingle Jangle. I mean, I don't remember the specific songs, but that's fair because the songs were quite good. Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. I can vouch for that. I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard the song and the song is great. Um, Scene from The Life Ahead. Rain Song from Minari. Show Me a Soul from Mr. Soul. I guess that's different to Soul from Disney. (laughs) Um, Loyal Brave True from Mulan, which... Uh, that was Christina Aguilera did that song. Yeah, in the credits. Yeah, it actually wasn't a bad song, but is I don't think... Is that not it... original? I thought that was from the original movie. No, it's, n- it's not. Oh, is that original No, now? yeah, yeah, she wrote it for this movie, okay, yeah. Okay, but I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not exactly sure it's Oscar-worthy, but it was a good song. I you know enjoyed what? it. I Christina Aguilera's song should have been nominated for an Oscar. The other one? From the first movie? I Am a Good Girl from Burlesque. Truly, that's a fucking fantastic song. Like, it's so bad and so cringe, but in the best it way. Slaps. It I slaps. I am a good girl. <laughs> the other one that slaps that she sings in that one is, I think it's Bound to You. It's actually a slow song, so it doesn't slap, but it, oh. like, hits you. Go off, King. Um, <laughs> that's a good Free movie. from the one and only Ivan, which is about, like, a monkey or some shit. Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Speak that song's also very good. Not the Taylor Swift one. Hold your Green from The Sound of Metal. And Hear My Voice from The Trial of Chicago 7, which I guess I've heard, but I don't remember it. Um, I'm shooky. I haven't. I, yeah, I don't really have opinions on them. No, me either. I think that it's a crime that nothing from the high note was <gasps> nominated. Truth. That hey, movie me... fucking slapped. That nothing from the high note was nominated, nothing from the prom was nominated. Wasn't it? Oh, I guess that's not original though, because it's from the Broadway. It counts. Does it? Yeah. Okay. They also do have an original song in, you know, the prom. Oh, in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what else. I'm trying to think of what other movies. James Corden got nominated for a Golden Globe, didn't he, for that role? Yeah. That's why. And Meryl Streep didn't. Didn't. Wow. But what about Nicole Kidman? No. No. Just James Corden. Um. Oh, well, maybe one of them did. I don't know. I we can do that later. The embarrassment. Um, <laughs> visual effects. Yeah. It's a shorter list, which that's fun. Um, Birds of Prey. Nice. Bloodshot. Love and Monsters. Mank. The Midnight Sky. Mulan. The One and Only Ivan. Soul. Tenet. And Welcome to Chechnya. I would say Birds of. I maybe. Wait. I wait. Visual effects is like um. Ten not films, CGI, maybe. right? Or the visual effects CGI. branch executive committee determined the shortlist. All members... Oh, it doesn't actually say what it's voting for. I can't remember if visual effects are CGI or, or like, not CGI. I think it's all. Oh, it's supposed to be all. I believe so. Interesting. Practical and uh, CGI. Yeah. I'm I mean, sure. Birds of Prey was fucking fantastic. It's true. That visual, like, a specific... 
I think specifically thing the thing about that in terms of visuals was the costuming was actually what was like really spot on. I was about to say that too that I don't don't know if it belongs in this category necessarily. Yeah. But then I remember the like um, action scenes. That's true. They and you were think spectacular. Of the one where Harley breaks into the police precinct. Yeah. With the cocaine and stuff. Yeah, that was that really was a really, really visual good. effects heavy, like yeah. actually well executed one. It was fantastic. So actually. maybe it does belong there. Yeah. And Invisible Man was not in there. Which I think should have been in there because the amount of times. Yeah, he's invisible. Yeah, and um, what's her face? I dragged across yeah. and shit. Yeah, you're right. Drag how? Oh my god, what Drag a snub. Her. What a snub. Um, that was like the three main shortlist ones. That was the Oscars. Oh my god, did you fucking. Did I send this to you, the Heather? Yes, Sunset? you did, yeah! <laughs> oh my god. That was so funny. Okay, oh yeah, we should, we, should, we should spill the tea. I mean, not that everyone already doesn't know. Okay, but. Heather from Selling Sunset got a tattoo uh, <laughs> in, in I guess, um, in what, like... Uh, Are you trying to describe the place on her body? No, I'm trying to describe in... Privacy? No. I mean, yes. Like, in regards to her husband, or future husband. Do you mean she got a really... Dumb sub heavy. Yeah, tattoo. she got a tattoo on the side of her hip that says, um, "Yes, sir, Mr. El Musa," <laughs> and she's obviously getting dragged for it because it's absurd. Yeah, and that also is like a lot to have on your body forever. Yes. Yeah, and apparently it was originally meant to be a private thing between her and her fiance, obviously, because yeah. it has some connotations. It really does. Um. But then the person who tattooed her, tattoo. yeah, the person who tattooed it, um, posted it on their stories, and people were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so then she posted it on her main story to try and do some um, damage control, damage control, <laughs> and be like, "Isn't it cute?" And people were like, "Was mm. a Valentine's Day gift to him or something, wasn't it?" Yeah, it was like a week ago. That's what it said though, didn't it? It was like Happy Valentine's oh. Day. Um. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. I love you, handsome. Best friends forever. I mean, to be honest, even though the tattoo is kind of, it's like, it's wild. It's a lot to be doing that on your body forever. Um, I actually feel really bad for her because like... That's a private thing? It is it is a private thing and she wanted it to be done in privately. And that tattoo artist really fucked her over. I don't know. Yeah, this is true, but also it was pretty iconic. <laughs> it's true. I kind of love it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's a, that's, that's more intricate than it seems, that one. <laughs> I think it's silly. Oh, the tattoo itself is totally silly. For sure. No, I think the situation's silly. Yeah, but imagine if that was you. I would feel really... Have you seen the shit they post on Facebook? I mean, Instagram? Exactly. And so the things I choose to keep private should be kept private. <laughs> they basically, like, give each other oral on Instagram. All her posts are like the most lovey-dovey, absurdly, like, over-the-top, romantic, dramatic things. I mean, I feel like the point of that is because So what Instagram I'm saying is, is this absurd. tattoo isn't that big a leap from the shit they already post. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I guess, but still. 11 out of 10, though. Go and look at their, their Instagrams, because it's fucking funny. <laughs> I've actually never Not been the tattoo, the, all their posts, <laughs> specifically. I'm into it. You can get Yes Sir Mr. Nicholas <laughs> tattooed on you. Okay. 
That will be my. I get to choose where. Okay, where would you pick? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Right across my titties. Right across your nipples. Wow. Yeah. Love that. Remember when we used to watch that show, just the tattoo of us, or just tattoo of us? <gasps> that was fucking funny. It was fucking wild. It, it was, was wild. Um. Oh my god, I also have this article of Anthony and Joe Russo mm-hmm. are doing like press for the new movie Cherry with Tom Holland. Yes. But of course, people are asking about like Endgame and stuff. Of course. And. <laughs> Someone, I guess, asked about uh, the ending of Endgame and stuff and the continuity with Cap being a different reality and coming back and all that. Yeah. And they tried to explain it, and I was reading it, and it was going in one ear, coming out the other. I was like, this make, this is hibbity-jibbity, it makes no fucking sense. I'm going to read it to Maddie to see if she can make any sense of it. Okay, I'm probably going to have to read it on screen, because I comprehend things better when I'm reading and not hearing, but well, no, go. This is how you're getting it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm so scared. The question was, do they have any idea what happened to Captain America in the other reality? And their response was, nope, no idea. And then he elaborated. And he said... Wait, well, why? Do, I'm confused already. What do they mean by the other reality? Do they mean the other reality where he was married to Peggy? Okay, yeah. which is not the current reality. No. Yes. Well, it kind of is because he ended up there without using the machine, so that's confusing. I don't know. Anyway, this is his statement. (laughs) Right. (laughs) One thing that's clear that Anthony and I have Anthony and I have discussed. I don't know that I've discussed this publicly at all. Cap would have have Cap would have had to travel back to the main timeline. That is something that yes, he would have been in a branch reality, but he would have to travel back to the main timeline to give the shield to Sam Wilson. Yes. In our internal logic that we defined in the room, that was that was the choice that we made was based on everything that happened. He would have been in a branch reality and then had to have shifted over so that this uh so this yes. jumped from one to the other and handed yes. the shield off. That makes sense to me. What? That's literally what I just said. What that's I said gibberish. to you. No. No, that's what I just said because I was like he can't be in the same... No! I was like, he would have had to come over from the other reality to give the thing back. But how? But, that, but that's that's obviously what is missing from the movie, is they don't explain, oh. because he didn't use the machine in the movie. He was just sitting on a chair somewhere. Well, that still makes no sense to me. I mean, it, may, it, makes, it makes sense logically, in terms of Cap was not in the same reality. He lived his life out with Peggy in a different reality, and then has had to travel back to their one to give the shield. That makes sense, because otherwise the whole future would have changed. Sorry, oh, well, you're, you're just convincing me that I hate Endgame more and more. But, well, no, what I'm, but then obviously the main thing that they've missed is that they didn't put in how Cap got back from his branch reality into their reality. I'm, because he, st- he didn't use the machine, he was just sitting there. Doesn't make any sense. You're giving me a headache. Okay, well that's just because you're an idiot. <laughs> This is true, but this is independent of that conversation. I uh, we can get a whiteboard out and I can explain it to you. I don't care. Oh, it's actually not. It's pretty simple. I don't. Uh, whatever. It's just. Uh, I'm happy to analyze one division stuff for like three hours every night, fair. but I refuse to do that for Endgame. I mean, at the end of the day, they didn't do their jobs as storytellers because, again, they have not explained a really major part as thing as part of the movie, which is how did Cap show up there? They also have to go on a post movie. Um, yeah. press tour to explain it. That's really fucked up. Anyway. That just means they're bad storytellers. Anyway. Wow. You brought it up! <laughs> okay, Jesus. <laughs> just because I bought the bomb doesn't mean I lit the fuse. Wow. 
and I think that's a saying. But I'm not sure it is, but we can make one. Like <laughs> um, I'd like to thank you. Okay. Not for that conversation. For <laughs> making a video about CBS's evil. Oh, okay, yes, you're welcome. Because that shit slapped both the video and the TV show. Well, thank you very much. We stand. <laughs> um, just wanted to bring that up. Fair, fair. Publicly acknowledge that you that I'm doing a did a great public service. service. <laughs> you're right, um, I did. It was a great show, though. It was. Guess what? What? Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian. Oh yes. Well, hello. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. It's pretty it exciting. is pretty exciting. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of The Mandalorian, obviously, and then in recent times, I've been uh, informed. <laughs> as She's to a her, fucking idiot. Yeah, as to uh, some of the things that she says. She's online. racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic. Yeah. And she was right at the beginning of COVID an anti-masker. Yeah. Actually, most of last year she was an anti-masker. And she only recently calmed down when there was, like, rumblings that she would get fired. Anyway, Lucasfilm's statement was iconic. They were like... Was it? Yeah. We're not hiring her. We don't have plans to hire her. Her, her um, views and her um, Twitter posts and stuff are inexcusably horrific. Love that. Like, you know what, Lucasfilm? You're right. You fucked up a lot in the past, but you got <laughs> this one right. You got yeah. this one right. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty good. And then the most hilarious follow-up was that... Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This brings me so much joy. Okay, say it. Say it. Is that she's working on a movie with Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> it's so funny. It actually... Even if we all didn't literally have the evidence that we needed, which we do, mm-hmm. to know that she was a fucked-up human being mm-hmm. with fucked-up beliefs, the mm-hmm. fact that she is now being employed by Ben Shapiro... It tells us everything. It tells us everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favourite thing that has actually happened in modern history <laughs> is when Ben Shapiro was oh like, <laughs> it's not normal for pussies to get wet. And his wife was like, he's right. It's like, oh my God, and I'm like, so sorry, girl. <laughs> Literally, someone called Child Protective Services on his wife. Truly. Because that poor woman has never had an orgasm. <laughs> Or I never had pleasurable sex at all. Never had pleasurable sex. He's not nice. Make a woman come for once. <laughs> he can't. He can't do it. Oh god, it's so fucking so funny. So fucking funny. It's so funny. <laughs> so funny. Speaking of, I finished the Star Wars. I finished Rise of Skywalker. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Watched it over two nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's very long. Yeah, yeah. It's very long. And yeah. I liked it more than I liked it in cinemas. Wild. But that's more just as. As a piece of entertainment, it was fine. Really long again. It was very fucking long. <laughs> um, but as a piece of entertainment, it was fine. When it got to the part where you find out Ray's the granddaughter of Palpatine, I still laughed out loud. <laughs> um, when Ray and Ben at the end are giving each other life, and one of them's dying and then coming back to life and giving it to the other and back and forth, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's just so many choices. You and know, it's there not, were so um, many choices. Yeah, writing, screenwriting wise, that shit was not good. But um, <laughs> overall, Slapped it was entertaining enough. Into the bin. <laughs> it was entertaining enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I hate to say it because I adore Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But their choice to include Carrie Fisher in the first half of the movie quite prominently mm. and use scenes that they deleted in previous ones and then they cut her out and placed her in new scenes yeah 
and just like wrote dialogue around the stuff that was already recorded. Yeah. It's so uh, awkward. Yeah. And stilted, and you can tell that they're like, okay, well, we have her saying this line, so let's get her, let's get Ray saying this line so she can respond like this. And yeah. half the time, the responses don't actually match up. Yeah. It's just cringe. And I wish they didn't do that. I think. It's true. I actually also find it's a little bit disrespectful. I mean, to they be had honest. the permission of her family and stuff. So. Oh, did they? Her daughter's in it. Is she? Yeah. Wow. You know Billy Lord? Is that her daughter? Yeah. Wild. She actually did the motion capture for the young Leia scene. Wild. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, no. Um, I just it was very awkward and um stilted and not as smooth as they thought it was. They should have just killed off the character earlier in the movie. That's really true. It's Whatever. really true. <laughs> Maybe it could have been something like Kylo fully embracing the dark side when he meets Palpatine is what does it to her and she vanishes. True. Or something like that. Just, yeah, I, it didn't work. It did not work. No. They made a lot. I, I can see what you mean about it being entertaining, but like it genuinely makes no sense. It is one of the worst pieces of screenwriting that I've seen. Oh, absolutely. Recently. And the entire, um, the erasure of Rose as a character yeah. is fucked up. And even belief. Finn. Finn as well. But the fact that they were like, well, we can't have Rose in this movie because people hated her. And by people, I mean racist cunts on social media, white people. Um, didn't mean to say the C word. Just now. <laughs> um, um, we have to write her role down to almost nothing. Yeah. And it means she can't be a love interest for Finn anymore. Yeah. So we're going to introduce a new female character. Yeah. Who Did also they? Have, I don't remember. Yeah, Jana, who's an ex stormtrooper, um. becomes Finn's new love interest for the second half of the movie. She's literally not introduced until halfway through. Wild. See, I don't even remember her character and then at Pose, all. Was she white? No. Pose. Poe's love interest, mm. who's played by um, Kerry Russell in a mask. Yeah, isn't that because? Off. And didn't they make his whole backstory to be like a drug Spy still mule? Yeah, wow. a drug mule. Yes, um, but it's like <sighs> the other point was, well, so many people ship Finn and Poe together. Yeah, that we have to make sure that they both end up with females. So yeah. it doesn't even look kind of gay. So then they introduce Poe a love interest too. Wild. And it's like, we shouldn't be getting these love interests for these major characters in yeah. the third movie. Yeah. In the second half of the movie. It's really true. I feel like it really indicates that they treated that movie as almost a standalone. Yeah. And also that they treated the characters as not main characters. Yeah. Of the trilogy. Agreed. Although one thing I loved in the movie was Ray and Poe bickering at the beginning. I don't remember. That's good. It's like the first time we actually see them interact properly. Wild. In all three movies. <laughs> anyway, that's that on that. Fair. It's the way Sue sees it, actually. Good. You say it correctly. Guess what happened in Riverdale? Oh, no. I can't believe you started watching it. I didn't. I didn't. But I'm going to. <laughs> I saw one review and it was like, literally, they just restarted the show. <laughs> They were like, this is, it felt like a pilot episode, but a stronger pilot episode than the actual pilot episode. But, um, <laughs> they're so fucking stupid. Roberto, um, Aguirre Sacasa or whatever his name is, the showrunner, is a fucking idiot. Oh no. They graduated in 2021. Oh no. 
right? Say yes. Say yes, I yes, I understand. Next episode is seven years later. And it's still 2021. No! Stop! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Literally in episode three, their prom says, the graduating class of 2021. And then the next episode, uh, Veronica's like married to a man obviously and um is like he says something like i would really i really wish you'd stop working so that you could stay home and have kids and she was like um his name was like chad forth or something absolutely ridiculous army hammer maybe <laughs> um, stop and he, she's like chad it's 2021 women can do anything and people are like it's been seven years <laughs> why is it still 2021 it's endgame all over again. The embarrassment. Right? It's uh, just like, it shows you how little they've thought through. They give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, they just must not care. <laughs> They're like, we're still making money. We'll just keep putting episodes out. <laughs> literally. And they basically made um, Betty's character just Clarice Starling from The Silence of the Lambs. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she even gets kidnapped and stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have to watch. Wow. It sounds genuinely terrible. I can't believe they just married Veronica off to some random person. Yeah. A bunch of them married. Tony's married to a man. I don't know who Tony is. Cheryl's girlfriend. Oh. I think she's married to a man now. And she's a school psychologist and also the leader of a gang. <laughs> Iconic. I, um, um, Cheryl's a recluse because she thinks that her family's cursed and that she can't escape the curse. So she may as well just be a recluse who paints her ex-girlfriend of seven years ago. Nonstop, um, wild. Uh, Archie, I almost said army again. Archie <laughs> uh, was in the army and was in a uh, some type of accident in which his friend lost a leg. He oh. didn't though, um, and he comes back to Riverdale to recover. Um, and there's some type of mystery or whatever, but um, yeah, flop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We don't support the army on this podcast. No, we do not. Um, what what's the other character? Jughead. 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 He's he's a successful writer. <laughs> it's the most cliched thing ever. To no one's surprise, he was a successful writer. His first book was a major hit, and then he just can't bring himself to write the next one. Of course, it's like the most cliched thing ever, right? Literally, yeah. And apparently, he's like teaching, and he sleeps with a student. It's like college, but still, it's a choice. There's a lot of choices there, yeah. Yeah. I hate it. It's actually, it kind of makes me think of, like, Home and Away. I don't know why I've never watched an episode of Home and Away before, but that's yeah. what it makes me think of, and, um... It sounds like i got to watch it. Sounds like we've got to watch it. Together? After Bling Empire? During. Speaking of Bling Empire, I have a confession. Did you go ahead without me? I may have finished the entire series without you. You were the one who said we have to watch together. It's okay, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god, stop that. That was me. Are you joking now? What? Did you actually go ahead? No, I didn't. Watch I swear to you. Uh, I swear to you. You can check my Netflix. You're so mean. I just wanted to see if you would be mad at me. I am mad at you still, even though you didn't even do it. <laughs> well, that's what he says. Wow. Wow. That was a roller coaster. I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Go off, King. That was really mean. The other I... day, I had the hiccups really bad, and mm -hmm. I was trying to talk to mum. We were walking home, um, 
and I was trying to talk to her and then I would get the hiccups every three seconds and then she went Madison there's a spider on your shoulder I know and I like screamed I had a full on meltdown because I was like there's a spider on me and I tried to get it up and she was like no I'm just kidding I was trying to get rid of hiccups did it work? it did I didn't have any hiccups anymore but my heart was I like felt sick to my stomach for like half an hour afterwards I was like mom I would literally rather have the hiccups like imagine that if was too much <laughs> yeah it was a lot and she was like okay I've learned my lesson I'm sorry I didn't mean to scare you that badly funny. but <laughs> that's never worked on me the scaring to get rid of hiccups well it hasn't either until I literally thought Had I was going attack. to be killed by a spider <laughs> wig yeah, sounds obviously I've just never been intense. scared enough. <laughs> yeah, sounds intense. It really was intense. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, do we quick fire through a couple things? If you want. Oh, wait, I had a quote of Trump. Oh, love a um, Trumpy quote. I don't know where it is. Oh, is this the one where he was like, Alf? Phase is only just beginning, or something no, like that. No, this has nothing to do with that. Oh, this is much less inconsequential. Okay, much less consequential. Consequential. Much more. I don't do <laughs> Um, so he got fired from SAG. Love that. Which SAG after is the um actors, uh, union kind of thing. I guess not Hilarious. union, but like guild. Yeah, I think it is guild. Isn't it? And his response was, "I write to you today regarding the, that so-called disciplinary committee." Uh, hearing aimed at revoking my union membership. Who cares? While I'm not familiar with your work, I'm very proud of my work on movies such as Home Alone 2, Zoolander, and Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, and television shows including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Saturday Night Live, and of course, one of the most successful shows in history, The Apprentice, to name just a few. Isn't that literally everything he's ever been in? <laughs> yeah. And that, it just made me fucking cackle. That's so his fucking claim to fame. Well, I mean, he was president. His claim to fame <laughs> is like Zoolander and Home Alone 2. Two highly, highly regarded. sought after regarded movies. <laughs> you know? That's so fucking it funny. giggle. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually... When he's not president... When the stupid shit he does is more just funny. Yeah. Like, when it has no consequence, yeah. it's fucking hilarious how unhinged he is. Yeah. You know? Of course, there's been a lot of, a lot of consequences. So a lot. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, Pedro Pascal, love him. Was cast in the HBO television adaptation of my favorite video game of all time, oh, The Last of Us. Wow. With Bella Ramsey pumped. too. Bella Ramsey too. I'm very pumped with these casting choices. I think. Yeah. They slap. Nice. And I need people to know it. I've never seen the video game or had anything to do with it, so I wouldn't know if they were good, but I'm happy with it, if you're happy. <laughs> I'm happy. People online seem to be happy about it, so... I was actually kind of shocked that people were happy about it. Oh, really? Well, there's a lot of drama around the Last of Us series because it's part of, um... They have some of those... Um, like, 99% of the fandom and the people who play the game, casual gamers, um... are not like this. Yeah. But there's this 1% that have a similar mindset to those really fucked up racist, sexist, homophobic Star Wars fans. Uh, yeah, who think they're entitled to everything. Um, and in the latest game, Last of Us Part 2, which came out like seven years after the first one, well, The Last of Us Part 2 is actually my favourite game of all time. <laughs> and then Part 1 is like my third favourite game of all time. Um, <laughs> but this one establishes that the main one of the main characters is a lesbian. 
uh, and they tried to cancel everything because it was yeah trying to push the, the SJW agenda. agenda yeah exactly. agenda and um it was just wild and I was shook that they were okay with Pedro Pascal being cast as a white man is what I'm saying I'm fair really, I'm happy that, that maybe they don't know that he's not white and he was also in Star Wars so maybe that makes them think it's okay perhaps maybe they're tricked because you do know they only share one brain cell collectively this is very true <laughs> um we have to watch the Friday remix together okay. Rebecca Black's Friday she did a 2021 remix hilarious yeah has it, has it been 10 years since the song came out? I think so. Wild. Yeah, we old. Um, also, oh, I was going to make this my what the fuck of the week, mm. but I'm just going to say now is that I'm, Taylor Swift, why, why did you need to release, uh, what's the album called? The most Folklore and Evermore into chapters. Yeah. And why did you have to call one of them the ladies lunching chapter? Iconic. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I I mean, I don't really have any opinions on it. I'm not going to lie. Like, you do you. She released two albums in, like, five months. That's what gets her going. That's what gets her going. <laughs> Go off, King. <laughs> um, Kooky. Did you listen to The Love Story? Obviously. Re-release? I mean, I definitely listened to it by myself, but also we literally listened to it together yesterday. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> In between Phineas and Verb songs. Yeah, exactly. I am pumped for these albums. So am I. Obviously. And I think it's amazing that she's doing it. Yeah. However, not living for the rollout. Much like the vaccine rollout. <laughs> <laughs> it's not clear. <laughs> um, no, she's hyping it up like it's an original album. Like, she released Love Story as a single. Yeah. And then the actual re, um, Taylor's version of the album doesn't yeah. come out until, like, end April. of April. Yeah. Or beginning of April. Whatever. April. And I'm like, well, is she going to do this for, like, all five albums? Going to release a single and then two months later release the rest? I understand what you're saying. I just don't want to do that five times over because that's exhausting. It is definitely exhausting, but it is probably because she's trying to get as much money out of it as she can. Which... No, I mean, no, that's fucked no up, question. but also I understand why, is because the whole thing is that she wants to be able to make money from her own actual work that she owns, so... Yeah, no question it's about money, but just on an emotional level... <laughs> it's too much for you, Dan. It's too much. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting, I understand, but also there's, there's no also surprise some, about... Some, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm happy for her. I, I don't think you are. I am! <laughs> <laughs> I am. Okay. okay. I still have more to talk about, but we can save it for next week. Okay. Do you have a what the fuck of the week? Because uh, I do. No, I don't, but you've got to go first anyway, okay. so. Well, are you ready? Yep. My what the fuck of the week is actually a call out post. For you! Oh, my one's for you. I just remembered. <gasps> okay, yeah. It's not my birth week anymore. Never mind. I was going to say it's my not. It's my birth week, you can't bully me, but yeah. it's not, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> my what the fuck of the week is a call out post for you and that is you coming on this podcast for multiple weeks potentially in a row potentially not I don't really remember saying I don't really have that strong of an opinion on Star Wars because I'm not that big of a fan 
Well, imagine my surprise when I'm oh, casually. No. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Imagine my surprise when I am casually scrolling through archive of our own and I think, hmm, maybe I should check Maddie's latest fix. <laughs> and she's written three Star Wars fan fictions. I think it's only two. But it's what not if... two. Is it's it more than two. It's three at least, maybe even four. <laughs> imagine my surprise. I say, hang on a second. This lying Trump-like hoe. (laughs) (laughs) Saying she's not even a fan. I mean, I'm not a fan. And then suddenly, this? It's true. I actually wrote like 40,000 words too. It's like extensive. Um, And then that's my call out post. I forgot about those, didn't I? Wow, they were good. You're bald-faced, bald-faced? Bald. (laughs) Bald. Bald. Bald-faced lying to my face this whole time. (laughs) I mean, our entire relationship is built on a lie. <laughs> I don't really have any word, way to defend myself. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Those two things are not mutually exclusive. I do not care about it that much, and yet I also wrote fic for it. No, I'm waiting so. for your. I'm waiting for your notes of apology on Instagram. Thank you. Next. <laughs> oh my god, I have to do one now. Can <laughs> <laughs> I? Um, oh, did you see Justin Timberlake's notes app apology? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's no offense. Too little, too late. Like, yeah, it's I'm really not true. actually. That's not true. I'm always for people owning up to their stuff and yeah. trying to be a better person and change. Mm-hmm. But like, this would have been really helpful. Like, twenty years past, ago, fifteen years, <laughs> yeah. when Britney actually needed it. Yeah, it's whatever. Really true. Anyway, what's your what the fuck of the week? Uh, my what the fuck of the week is partially aimed at myself <gasps> because I can't believe I haven't brought it up before now. <gasps> Um, Sorry, I'm trying to be dramatic. It's not and uh, the actual main what the fuck of the week is also a call out post to you, <laughs> which is that yesterday, yesterday, Nicholas yeah. went to Shrek the Musical live. Oh, I forgot to talk about it. I know. So did I. This is why it's partially aimed at myself. Um, so I need you to just quickly give us a rundown for that over the Yay. next two minutes. Yeah. Um, Shrek the Musical. It was a thing that happened in yes. my life and other people's. <laughs> and was it just like a, just like Shrek, but... It was a retelling of the movie, yes. That's genuinely wild. Did they have Hey Now, You're an All-Star? They didn't, and wow. too much to my dismay. Um, that's one of my favourite songs of all time. Yes. Ironically and unironically. <laughs> two can exist at once. Yes. Same. Yes. Well, Same. no, you're wrong. Um... <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Not for you. <laughs> Wigs not for you. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. Over the entire two and a half hours, I never once got used to the Shrek makeup on the main dude. Like was it, he green? And he, but they had a fake head on him. Stop. It was like really bulbous. It was like really bulbous and round. It was a lot. But he, then like Fiona's Shrek makeup, Shrek ogre makeup, <laughs> didn't look that bad compared to him. Like it was more acceptable. Um, however, the donkey costume was nightmare inducing it's what my sleep paralysis demon looks like it was so <laughs> fucked up and also the guy who played him I respect you but you did a terrible job um, <laughs> you were hard to understand and also you were putting on black voice which was problematic as fuck um oof was could he have been black under his costume no his skin was white oh he yeah. could have been multiracial whatever however this was like he was just trying to do an impersonation of Chris Rock in a very not this feels unacceptable okay way um but honestly the musical overall kind of slapped the music was surprisingly good was it so it was all original songs yeah 
So they took a one hour, 50 minute movie, added 20 songs and it was still only two hours and 10 minutes. Don't know how that works, but it did. <laughs> they, although they fleshed up a lot of random roles like Pinocchio, who, again, call out for the guy who played Pinocchio. I could not understand what word you were saying. Your voice is so high-pitched that I felt like a dog hearing a dog whistle. Um, um, however, oh God. the chick who played Fiona was great. There was this dance break right in the middle that was fucking incredible. It was honestly one of my favorite scenes from any musical I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot. Um, and it was iconic. And she was dancing with rats. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Um, the costumes were fine. Um, the set pieces, honestly, they relied a little too heavily on a projector system. A little too heavily. <laughs> it made it feel a bit like a um, like a like a cheap theme park ride. Um, <laughs> the actual musical, it honestly, it was su- surprisingly well done. Fully formed your thoughts are. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts. Um, oh, what else? Okay. Yeah, the music, shockingly good. Um, most of it. The opening, the first song, and the song that they chose to do a reprise of, uh, was like, um, What a Wonderful World or something. Like, What a Wonderful something world. Uh, and it wasn't very good. It was the worst song in the musical, but that's the one that they chose to be like the big beginning anthem and the reprise, reprise song. I don't get that. Um, the, I also hate it when musicals do references to like the city that they're playing in. And they're like, I went to to get to Lord Farquaad's castle. I took a left at the car, at the at the at the um gingerbread house, and then at the the woman who lives in a shoe's house, and then the Gabba. And I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up! It's not funny. It's not stupid. I don't need you breaking breaking the scene Bring to make the, the audience laugh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was a day. I loved the musical overall because it was stupid, and there was like. A, a genuinely full, sincere uh, Shrek song where he talked about how he wished he was a Viking. And it was totally straight face, completely sincere. He wanted to be a Viking. Also, the dragon can talk now and it has an iconic voice. There is so much to unpack here <laughs> that we're just going to leave it for next time. <laughs> and also, before I got there, I left mm. like with two and a half hours thinking no wait I left with three and a half hours thinking the drive would take an hour and a bit it ended up taking three hours to get there so that was the journey and halfway through my drive but that's not true when I was leaving I stopped to get petrol and I got out of the car and I was like fuck I'm wearing my jeans that have a massive hole in them <laughs> right in the crotchal area <laughs> if I had a vagina in the pubic region it would be out <laughs> um and I was like, well, that's not fun. I'll have to change. But then obviously because of the traffic, I couldn't change because I didn't have time. Mm. So then when I got there, I was desperate to pee as well because, but I didn't pee for the full musical because I couldn't move. But um, I was putting my shoe on in the car and I was putting my sock on and the entire sock ripped in half. Sad. So I was dealing with a ripped pants, ripped sock. Full bladder. Balls out, literally. (laughs) Running across Brisbane. um, Full bladder. And by the time I got there, I was like sweating and I just made it and we get in the seat and it's like packed. It's the biggest crowd I've been in since COVID. Oh my God. It was a little terrifying. Um, Fair. Fair. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just a day. I had to leave cake in the car and I was like, I don't know if I had like an ice brick and stuff. So I was like, yeah. I think it'll be okay, but I don't know if it will. It turned out to be fine. Vegan. Um, Can't go off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah. It was just a, it was a lot to get there, and then the musical itself was a lot. 
but it's slapped. And you know how in the actual Shrek movie they do um, uh, I'm is it I'm a believer? Yeah. Where I believe in love or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm a believer. That one. That one. After the credits or during the credits? Yeah. I believe. I believe. I believe. believe, believe, believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tease, tease. Yeah. Um. Well, in the musical they did. They finished the musical and they oh, no. did the bows and stuff, and then they had an after credit scene, which was them performing that song. Stop. It was kind of iconic. And I just wanted to leave scene. though, but it was kind of iconic. <laughs> um, yeah, the guy who played Lord Farquaad was iconic. I still don't understand how back in how when nineteen ninety nine or whatever, whenever this movie came out, how they got away with naming her character Lord Farquaad, <laughs> because so many times in the musical, I swear to God, they said Farquaad. <laughs> I'm convinced they are, but the, like most of the audience was kids. Mm. Um, yeah, easily confused. I didn't know I had this many opinions on it. Yeah, you spoke for like more than the two minutes I allotted you. I didn't know you didn't allot me anything. <laughs> I allotted you two minutes. No, you did. Literally said, "Give us the rundown in two minutes." Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was already talking. I didn't hear you. That's totally fine. Um, look, I'm glad that I've heard all of this. Uh, my first reaction is again what the fuck mm-hmm. to the musical mm-hmm. but also what the fuck to you of course because mm. well my why? friend Sam messaged and was like hey, um, hey if you have birthday do you want to go and see this and I was like yes it looks stupid I'm so in <laughs> so we did and then and it was good <laughs> no it was really stupid but in the best way possible <laughs> that is although they, they try to add like more sentimental moments than it needed mm. and like this is a musical about an ogre, ogre and a talking donkey don't know if I need sentiment but whatever. It was shockingly good. Okay, well... It's shockingly stupid, too. <laughs> I'm glad we wrapped that up and we got that out there. <laughs> I am, too. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, what are your socials? Oh, yawning. Lady Alice 101 on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Archive of Our Own, Tumblr. <laughs> wow. All of the above, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but okay. don't go on my Archive of Our Own. Don't go on my Archive of Our Own. You'll probably find another fandom that she's been lying about that she said that she's not a fan of, but really she is. Um, if you want to follow the podcast, it's WTFIH Podcast on mm-hmm. Instagram and Twitter, and also YouTube. Although on YouTube, just type what the fuck is happening in the podcast. It'll They'll come up no matter what. Love that. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's NIC underscore sushi. And also, if you can understand what I'm saying right now because I'm talking really fast. You are. Go you. Go you. I understood what you were saying, but... Okay, cute. And also, one last caveat. Caveat? Yeah. How do you say it? That, like, caveat? That caveat. Yeah. We don't know if the video is recording right now because the screensaver happened, but I think it's the video camera thing still on, oh, so... Oh, yeah, it's true. <gasps> Scary. Hi, FBI. So that's going to be a surprise for all of us. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Love you, Maddie. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) You're too much. (laughs) I feel like that got increasingly more chaotic as we went. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.